Welcome to the Relative Truth Podcast. My name is Trey McWilliams. And I'm Mike McWilliams. Don't let the name fool you. We do believe there is an absolute truth in our world, but the podcast comes from just two brothers sharing, talking about the world. Our goal is to edutain you in truth. We are unscripted, unedited, and certainly unfiltered, and uh, we sure appreciate you listening. As far as we know, we are the number one edutainment podcast in Japan, and I'm thinking globally. So, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Kind of excited about our uh, podcast today. You know, we're, yeah. Uh, I think this will be just a banner uh, edutainment segment or yeah. podcast because I think there's so much that people can learn from our 60 years combined. Of Valentine's love, and we're yeah, we're, just, we're yeah. such experts. But you know, the great thing was <laughs> is that from even kind of a genealogical survey, our family really sucked at um, <laughs> any sort of of um, you know. I don't think we could draw much from our family, so maybe we've cracked the mold of a. Maybe yeah, you know, I did see. I don't know if you ever saw, like, Dad wrote Mom a Valentine's Day. Did you see, like, that little piece of paper yeah, that yeah. he wrote? Like, I Which, was shocked all that. Yeah, well, and he it looked like he did that on, like, a, a paper sack or something. Did you know? I mean, like, it was on a brown <laughs> piece of paper. You know, it's like he came in from the grocery <laughs> store and said, oh, damn it, it's Valentine's Day or whatever. It's your birthday. Yeah. You better write some yeah. nice things down. Yeah. Here's eight things I love about you. Yeah. But it was um, it was sweet. You're putting these, yeah. It was nice, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the most well mom loved him, but he, he didn't that was surprising to see that he had written a sweet little yeah. Valentine's note. So yeah, we don't come from romantic stock, I don't think. No. I mean I remember you remember Beamer? So Beamer for you relatives that aren't really close relatives, Beamer was mine and Mike's grandmother, my dad's mom. And you remember what she used to say about when she got married to the granddad? And yeah, that he said, I love, I, I told you I loved you the day we married. And why would I that changes? To, if that changes, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, you know, I'll let yeah. you know. So romances, as you can tell, is oozing through our, Veins. veins. So if you can't tell, tonight's our Valentine's Day edition. Um, we're going to get into that in a second. But our last two-part podcast, it was so long we had to break it into two, from uh, Brad Pika, the financial guy. Um, we got some good feedback from that. Um, certainly made some people think. For what, sure. what, what, did you get some feedback? Yeah. I mean, um, a friend here in town. Um, you know, was kind of, um, he kind of had some questions as to, you know, hey, are, are there other avenues to where some of those things can be um, done? And then also, I think he also wanted to challenge some of the issues talking about tax-free or, you know, where you're minimizing tax um, issues. And I think they were all valid. And um, But anyway, I think it was just a good um, education in a sense, at least that piqued interest. And I think, you know, um, I think that was kind of good. So, you know, that was, to me, that was the point is just another way to look at it. And, um, I think you mentioned, um, during either, I can't remember the first or second part, but you know, there's, everybody is in a different situation. Everybody you know, it's hard to give quote unquote financial advice one size fits all. And um, I don't think Brad was trying to do that. He was just trying to get people to think a little bit differently about some of the stuff that's out there. And the reason why he did that is because when I, I'm working with the company he works for and they opened my eyes to a lot of things that I'd never heard before. And I was a stockbroker, you know, back in the late eighties, but, um, 
works for Merrill Lynch. And I had never heard some of the stuff he was talking about and had some misconceptions about some of the things he did. So certainly made me think, and that's why I wanted to invite him on the podcast. So I think we achieved the goal of peaking interest. For sure. For sure. Thank. So um, relatives, one of the things we're going to do tonight um, is we're going to introduce a new segment. We've talked about it. I think we've kind of teased you about it in the past, but we're one of our new segments is going to be Sarah's movie reviews. And Sarah is my niece and Mike's daughter, and she's going to provide um, a review of a movie that's been currently released. I'm guessing she might go back. She did say she might do some old yeah. ones too, right? Well, she's done some in the past. Yeah. I mean, like that, I think this year because of COVID, she did kind of reach back and do some um, earlier released movies just because the, the the slowness of movies being released this year. But I think in going forward, she's going to be pretty, um, uh, you know, looking to those new movies or whatever and not going back and looking at old yeah. movies. So. Yeah, she does a great job. She's a lot of fun to talk to. She's funny. And um, so she's going to review The Little Things with Denzel Washington. I think it's the name of the movie for us. And then she was nice enough to help us out because it's our Valentine's Day special. She gives us five movies. I guess it would be called romantic movies. Um, She said she was trying to think outside the box, but give us some movies to that – you guys, gals might want to watch together as a couple, if you're a couple, but the five she gave us, I'd never heard of. So, yeah, I'd never heard of them either. Yeah. But I, um, definitely, I think their movies because they're not well known. Maybe no, it's one of those you can search on Netflix and find, and y'all, you know, you and your wife both may not have seen, or if you're single, I think there's actually one on there that is, she kind of said it's, kind of a single esque genre oh, yeah. movie. So anyway, so uh, without any further ado, we're going to release the hounds and let uh, Sarah do her thing. So here she is. All right. We're so excited uh, tonight with our, with the uh, relative truth podcast. We've got a really special guest. And when I mean special, she's my middle daughter, Sarah, mm-hmm. and she is a world renowned and this should further her that much further <coughs> a movie reviewer. And she's going to um, give us a couple of reviews and maybe some Valentine hints for us. So Trey, yeah. you got anything to add? Yeah. To so, so Sarah, just so you know, well, I think you, you, ha- you've been a listener and not only are you a literal relative, we have figurative relatives too. <laughs> so about 40% of our people who listen are male. And if they're anything like your dad and I, they probably failed recently at Valentine's Day. So what we need you to do is help us repair some uh, damaged relationships maybe. And um, so maybe give us your idea of some good Um, romantic movies that we can watch with our significant others. And then we also want you, um, you, Mike was telling me that you had done a review of a recent movie that Denzel Washington was in. So I don't even know what that one is, but I'd like to hear about that too. Yeah. Does that that sound okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I can actually start with the, um, my most recent review that that's what y'all want to start with for sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, Hold on. Let me interrupt you. So now, just for all of you relatives out there. Now, Sarah has a blog that she has uh, started that she's done some reviews of, I don't know, five, six movies, Sarah, something like that. Uh, until- yeah, it's, it's actually probably up in like 10 or so. Yeah. Now. Okay. So maybe I started that a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I've missed out on a few, but anyway, <laughs> yay, dad, you're great. Awesome. And so, <laughs> so supportive. Thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm 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 over in the in the rent department for you, so you know. True. Very true. Very okay. true. Okay. Okay. Touche. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, Sarah, where can we find if we wanted to look up your past works of art with regard to uh, movie reviews? Where could we find those? 
So you can find my uh, reviews at myfilmfanatic.wordpress.com, but through social media, probably the best way is um, I have links in my like in my Instagram and Facebook on my uh, main profile page. So that'd probably be the best way to uh, get access to my website. And what I and what I do whenever I post a new um, review is I'll I'll like in Instagram I'll add it to my Instagram and Facebook stories, and then I'll say you know link in bio so you'll know like to go to my homepage as well. And that's how you can access. I got it. you. Okay, now just mm-hmm. a question about that. Um, I kind of know the answer to this, but do you only review? Um, new movies or do you go back and maybe do some reviews of older movies? I definitely focus on like newer movies, like, like with this one, the little things, it, I think you kind of mentioned in the last podcast that it's kind of fresh off the press in the sense that um, it came out on the 29th of January. So it's fairly new. So yeah, I definitely try to focus on newer movies, but like, for example, there was, um, I did, a review on the movies, the two popes that was an Oscar and golden globe nominee a couple of years back. And when I did that one, I realized I probably wanted to also do, um, there's a movie with, uh, Mark Ruffalo and I'm trying to remember the name. I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's about the Catholic church and I'll, uh, and, and kind of all the stuff that happened with all the altar boys and kind of the, all the bad stuff that kind happened of, in the yeah. Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, and we Matt, watched that and I can't remember. It has, um, Oh yeah. I know who you're in. Who else is in that crap? Yeah. I'm actually one right now <laughs> to look it up real fast. Okay. <laughs> Spotlight. It's called Spotlight. Spotlight. Yes, yeah. There you go. And, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so with those, like that was kind of a special case in the sense that because I had done a review of the two popes that kind of went in it was kind of in the same time frame area so i wanted to when i did that review i wanted to also make sure that people went and saw that movie as well because they kind of went hand in hand i got you okay so give us give us the hold on i got a question though okay Mm -hmm. um so i understand from your research especially from kind of the assignment we gave you about romantic movies. We understand there's probably a lesson learned that we can share with our, with the other relatives. Yes. For sure. Anything you want to share with that? Yeah. Don't, unless you're wanting to be scarred, type in adult movies or movies for uh, romantic movies for adults. (laughs) Unless you're wanting to be forever scarred. (laughs) (laughs) So I am assuming that the reviews that you're going to do today for our romantic uh, Valentine's will be rated R or less based on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely be like Fifty Shades, Bridgerton, you know, all those, all those, you know, yeah. good, good, good your stinky mom, movies and TV shows. We interviewed your mom, and she told us about Bridgerton, and that mm. she's spreading that that filth around. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No lie. Oh my. All right. All right, Sarah. Give us your scores of what's the movie. Um, the little things. And so I guess kind of before I get into the review, so to kind of explain the title, because obviously it's, you know, after you, uh, after seeing the movie, you kind of understand where they got the name of the movie is the whole movie is that Denzel Washington's kind of theory is that you are able to find the, the incriminating things in the little details of, of a crime scene or in the, when you're trying to figure out, you know, what happened, who, who did it and all of that stuff. So, so that's the name of the movie, the little things. And it was released on January 29th, 2021. It's rated R. Um, it's, uh, falls under the crime thriller genre. My rating, I gave it a six out of 10. Um, looking up, looking up the rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 48%. So kind of somewhat low, and I always also do like a where to watch so that whoever's like reading my review and they want to go watch it, I always provide them with like a way to go view the movie so you can see it on HBO Max or in theaters because that's how I went and saw it. I went and saw it like the week, the opening week. And then notable cast is um, 
Rami Malek, Denzel Washington, and Jared Leto. So um, for those of you who don't know Rami Malek, he is the, um, he was in the Queen movie and actually won an Oscar last year. So I think he's an, uh, so this is kind of a Oscar star studded cast in the sense that they've all won Oscars and Denzel Washington's in it and Jared Leto and Jared Leto for this movie has actually been nominated for a golden globe, which is kind of crazy because they just released <laughs> as, as of kind of this recording. They, I think they released them on the third and he's already nominated for a golden globe for this role. But, um, to kind of give you a quick synopsis of uh, the movie, Former sheriff's detective Joe Deacon, played by Washington, is called to collect evidence from a crime scene involving the murder of a young woman. With the help of lead detective Jimmy Baxter, who's played by Malik, and his investigative team, Deacon quickly notices the connection between the current case and an old unsolved serial murder case when he worked for the L.A. Sheriff's Department. After several more women are found deceased, Baxter and Deacon begin to investigate the creepy Albert Sparma, played by Leto. After a failed investigation of Sparma's apartment, Sparma sneaks up on Baxter during one of the stakeouts. Baxter demands Sparma take him to one of the victim's burial sites. After driving Baxter out to a remote de desert location, Sparma has Baxter dig several holes. While Baxter digs, the Sparma admits that he was never that he has never killed anyone, but Baxter is unconvinced. The movie ends with Sparma being killed and many questions left unanswered. So that was kind of like I said, and this is you know straight from my uh, synopsis on my uh, blog review. Yeah. But yeah, so with the thoughts, I would say that this is definitely a movie that's kind of like it's definitely one that's kind of grown on me as I kind of think of, think about it. Cause like at first, when I, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, I didn't like that ending. You know, there's so many answer, unanswered questions. I don't, you know, you know, did, did the Sparma guy, you know, was, did he actually kill all these women? You, you don't know. Cause you kind of, you know, again, it leaves you with a bunch of unanswered questions. But then as I kind of started thinking, you know, kind of kept thinking about it and analyzing it over and over, I was like, actually, no, that's a really great movie in the sense that, to me, the, the best movies kind of leave you guessing or thinking or, you know, trying to figure out what could have happened. Um, so and, will, there and be, without giving, mm -hmm. will there be a sequel? I mean, is it, is it I like, don't, I don't think so. I, I think, um, I think it's a definitely like a standalone movie. And I think without giving too much away or giving too much of the ending away, it's one of those movies. Like I, in my reviews, I try not to give away the ending because I definitely want the person to go see it and kind of maybe, understand where I'm coming from when I write those, you know, thoughts for each movie right. or for a particular movie. Um, uh, Jared Leto, he was, he's the Joker in, mm -hmm. in the, the, uh, the suicide. suicide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me just tell you in this movie, he plays uh, a serial, a potential serial killer a little too well. <laughs> Like he's a really? little, he's really creepy. Well, every, I think every review that I saw, I didn't read, I just read kind of their one line things and every one of them was kind of creepy. So mm -hmm. would you say if you're, if you're a movie goer, that's a little, um, that maybe doesn't like Halloween type movies, you know, those that are mm -hmm. just scary, mm -hmm. this is a little different, would you say, or is it? Yeah. And I and and I think honestly, when when I first watched it, and I think I, when I was talking with mom about this movie, I I it, it made me kind of think of of uh, Prisoners. It's another movie with um, Hugh Jackman, and it's and to give a brief uh, description, it's it's basically about a dad who has to go find his daughter after his daughter's kidnapped, and. I just remember that particular movie, me, Megan and Kate all slept in the same bed that night. Cause we were just creeped out by the, by the kidnapper. This one's not as creepy as that. And I, and I was comparing it to um, that movie that. It is creepy. Say, but, yeah. It, it is creepy, but not as creepy as that one. Not that one kind of, I, I've yet to, I think I've yet to see a movie that has topped the creepiness of, of that Creepy movie. factor. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Well, okay. Well, that's a, that that gives that could be potential date night then maybe popcorn yeah, no, just add really popcorn good. and a coke and we're good to go. All right, yeah. so, so hold on, I got a question about the movie. Okay. So right. I know I know you can't give a bunch away, but is it are there women getting murdered and Denzel 
and the other, his partner are trying to find out who did it and they think it might be this creepy guy or is it all just kind of psychological and I don't have to see people get killed? Well, yeah. So it's, it's not that you see people. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's a good thing. You don't see people get killed, but you just kind of, you, it's, it's them walking up on the crime scene and, and Denzel, because he kind of has a past with working with the LAPD and he's just kind of good at, again, noticing the little details, the little things in a crime scene. That's why they ask him to, even though he doesn't work for the LA Sheriff's department anymore, they ask him to come and help, um, and the way that Jared Leto's character gets kind of caught up in this whole thing is they learn that there was a maintenance guy. I think that I can't remember in the movie if it's like she came to work on the refrigerator or some some utility in, in the apartment. And and uh, Denzel Washington kind of takes it upon himself to go, you know, find a list of employees at the you know place where the the maintenance guy works and and there's kind of like creepy scene where he's like gets a list and then he walks away and then you just see Jared Leto like peek his <laughs> peek his head around the curtain because like all the workers are sitting at a table having lunch and you just see him peek his head around I don't know like Yikes. oh yeah he's creepy he is creepy <laughs> but yeah so so that so that's kind of how he gets caught up in it is that he's a potential like because suspect. he's a worker he's a, that's yeah. how he becomes a suspect yeah. Okay, right. interesting. I I like mystery, suspenseful ones, mm-hmm. but I'm not a big fan of crime scenes necessarily. Yeah, yeah. and but I'm not I'm not sounds- a fan of the ones where you know it's like every moment you're kind of on edge, and then something pops out every two seconds and scares oh, you. Yeah, that, stuff yeah. like that. I'm more. I think this one's more from the standpoint of mm-hmm. you know it's a deeper thought thought out maybe. Sarah, yeah. where they're yeah. you're trying to figure it out as well and it's not as right yeah, and and, yeah. and i would definitely say there's there's not a lot of like I, w- I would say that there's probably only like two moments where you're kind of on edge mm-hmm. or kind of get spooked is when i, I think in my in my little synopsis I, I mentioned that like they go on a stakeout because they've, they've been in the movie they've been staking out for several nights now and that and this one where denzel leaves the car for a second and rami gets out and then that's when he realizes that you know, the Jared Leto is behind him, and and Jared Leto's like, "Hello," he kind of you know does this creepy like Yikes. "Hello" or whatever. Yeah, so that kind of like made me jump, and and people screamed in the theater. So that part, and then there's like the part where they're going. Uh, Denzel Washington is in Sparma's apartment while he's gone, and he's trying to find evidence to kind of pin him with the murders or whatever. And so there's that whole, you know, it's, it keeps cutting to like him looking through the house to, you know, where uh, Jared Leto is, and you know, if Jared Headed Leto home. catch him, yeah, his, yeah, Jared Leto's gonna catch him. Did you, uh, you, you mentioned movies that make you like every five minutes you're screaming or <laughs> scared? That's the way I was with Sixth Sense. I saw oh, Sixth yeah. Sense in the movie theater. Yeah, I know it's. And I had like 15 mini heart attacks during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, that's the one with the kid who's like, I see. Yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Sarah, knowing that most men fail on lots of areas. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's what Terry tells me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one area that we probably could help out is, is, you know, maybe having a date night on occasion. And so give us some of your latest or the th- the topics, romantic movies that you would encourage for us. We brained people. Okay, so speak for yourself, by the way. I'm a romantic <laughs> guy. So go ahead, Sarah. For the first one, um, I, I chose Isn't It Romantic? It's um, it has actress Rebel Wilson. If you've seen the Pitch Perfect movies, she plays um, the uh, fat Amy uh, in the movies. Um, it was released on February 13th, 2019. So it was kind of a, it was obviously a um, valentine's day movie release and to give you a quick summary of that one uh, uh, this movie a young architect's hatred for rom-coms is brought to life when she is knocked unconscious and finds herself the lead in her own stereotypical rom-com oh okay now what's the yeah. name of that one what's the name of it 
Isn't it romantic? Isn't it romantic? Okay. So that's number one. Isn't it romantic? Okay. Next on your list. How many, how many on your list? Are these in, in the, are these in order? Like your top pick or is it just five? And it's just, it's just five. Yeah. There's no okay. particular order. Just five. Okay. Um, yeah. And the next one I put down is to all the boys I've, I've loved before. Um, you can watch it on Netflix and some fun facts about this one is that there, there's actually three movies. So there's To All the Boys I've Loved Before, To All the Boys I Love Before, P.S. I Love You. And then the third one, the third and final movie is coming out actually on the 12th this year. Um, and it's To All the Boys I Love Before, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. So it's like a three Series kind of. movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. And basically to give you a quick little summary of this one, in order to get back at his ex and to hide her crush for her sister's boyfriend, Peter and Laura Jean decide to start a fake relationship. The plan backfires when they end up falling in love. And this was released. The the very first movie was released on the, on August 17th of 2018. And does the story continue with the trilogies the same people or is it different? Yeah. So it's the same people. So I think, Based on the previews or the the previews of the third movie that's coming out this year, it's about them going off to college. So the first one is when they kind of first hatch the plan to um, get together because uh, he's trying to get back at, at his ex and she's trying to cover up her crush for her sister's boyfriend. And then the second movie is like basically about how another guy kind of causes her to second guess her relationship with Peter and she starts falling in love with another guy, but then they still love each other at the end of the movie. And then now it's all about like how they're going to get, how they're going to stay together long distance. And while they're off at college, I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's definitely a movie for teens. I wouldn't say it's necessarily for adults, but it's, and it's also a book series too. So that's, that's another reason why I recommended it too. That's another really good book series. Yeah. You, After searching adult romance, you went the other yeah. way. You went right into oh, high yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'll post you. That reminds me of uh, that one time Kate, what, what was it? She was hair, She was looking up hairless bears on, oh, on the yeah. internet and she found out and she did not find pictures of actual hairless bears. She found out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a. Uh, All right. Project Christian Christian School Project that suddenly <laughs> awry. Oh, yeah. Okay, Sarah, number three right, on your list. Number three. Okay, so number three. Um, I have when we first met. Um, you can watch it on Netflix. A quick summary of it is: a photo booth gives a lovesick Noah the opportunity to relive the night he met his his true love, Amy, to, and persuade Amy to fall in love with him. Because the whole point is that, like the first try, he, in, you know, they didn't end up falling in love. So, but he gets the opportunity to go back to the night that he met and try to uh, woo her and try to get her to fall in love with him. There you go. Okay. So when we first met, you said that's on. You can find that on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. All right. And I, I and I think I just realized for that first movie, isn't it romantic? I don't think I've provided what where to watch it, but I think you can because it wasn't on Netflix. So I think you could probably look up look it up on. Google Play or maybe even Amazon Prime. Most of the time, if I can't find it on Netflix, um, th- those are one of the two other places that I can find it. Okay. Um, and then the fourth movie, this is actually one that I saw around uh, Christmas time. And I would definitely say it's more of a kind of Christmas, New Year's Eve themed movie, uh, romantic movie. But it's called Midnight at the Magnolia. Okay. And uh, to give you a brief synopsis, two friends and radio co-hosts decide to fake a relationship to boost ratings in the hopes that the radio show will be syndicated. And you can watch this on Netflix as well. Um, and I'm now realizing as I was kind of collecting all of these movies, I realized that the uh, faking a relationship is a common, <laughs> faking a relationship is a common theme in romantic <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so now just a question, the, this number four, Midnight at the Magnolia, this is not filmed in Waco and doesn't have anything to do with no, Chip I'm and Joanne, right? No, it, doesn't, it doesn't have Chip and Joanne in it, unfortunately. Oh, oh man, that would, have been a, <laughs> yeah, that, would have been a, that would have been a win-win. Yeah, that's, I a, know. that's just a, that's not a romantic movie. That's just romantic life. 
That's Chip right. and Joanna. That's right. Okay. All right. Number five. Number five. Uh, hold on, sorry. Let me get back to it. Okay. Number five. Um, the last one is how to be single. Uh, it was released on February 3rd, 2016. And a brief summary is fresh out of college. A girl befriends her sister's rambunctious coworker who teaches her how to thrive as a single woman in New York city. And you can watch it, um, on Google play or Amazon prime. Cause um, like I said, unfortunately I, I couldn't, this is another movie I couldn't find on Netflix. So I had to, so I think okay. Google play and Amazon prime. Would be. Now, now, not to be a naysayer, but how to be mm -hmm. single seems not in the genre that we've been discussing. Yeah, and I think Is a it? lot of the relatives, at least the guys, we got that down. We know how to <laughs> probably <Yeah>. be single. <laughs> Is to let if not for. I I tried to give you a good smorgasbord of like maybe like you know single life. Oh, I dating. Got yeah, like kind of yeah. different phases of life. Yeah, oh, so you're oh, thinking yeah. outside. That's good. That's yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, Sarah, well, I can this gives me a lot to do. Uh, it does <laughs> make me question what the heck have you been doing if you've been seeing all these movies? <laughs> uh, but in my defense, I haven't watched like I like I haven't watched these all in one year. Like it's over, it's been over, you know, several. For sure. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> But you are an well, I haven't, movie fan. So. Have, have you seen any of these, Mike? No, not not a single one of them. I haven't either. I don't know what that says about my romanticism, but <laughs> I was thinking, like, isn't one, like, everybody thinks really romantic, the notebook? Yeah, well, and that was the thing. Cause I, I, as I was thinking of the list, I was like, okay, should I do, you know, because obviously there's those, like, typical ones, like the notebook and – um Titanic and 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 I I when thought Harry about those Sally and yeah 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 there's ones that y'all probably are already maybe familiar with or aware of so I tried to pick ones that maybe you hadn't heard of or yeah these are maybe like the off Broadway movies instead of the Broadway movies would that be yes. maybe possibly yeah yeah that, that'd be okay. a good description there yeah you go. all right well good well awesome. well hey these Sarah are, I just want you to know. You can um, that this this may be a kind of a regular um, facet of the podcast that we'll kind of have you we'll just hop in for a little bit <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, give us a you know tad of a review on a new movie um, and so you know always beware when you come out with a new one definitely hopefully we'll catch it on social media um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we'll uh, we may use this again so yeah. Thanks for hopping on with us. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. It was Absolutely. fun. And next Halloween, we're going to definitely book you because we want to. I want to hear the updated story of the haunted museum in Waco. Oh so. gosh, yeah. I, I I try to steer clear of the of the basement at the museum if I ever have to go down there because uh, our polos and things that some of our workers have to wear. Yeah, um, we have a. a storage closet that we keep our those polos in so and i'm the one like if they're turning in their polos i have to go take them down to the basement so if i ever have to do that i tell my coworkers if i'm not back in two minutes come find me please and they think i'm joking but i'm really not yeah okay well so here's maybe a logistical thing i don't, I don't know y'all may not have clo closet space is there a way to move that up the stairs <laughs> to remove yeah keep it out of yeah, get it out of the haunted basement. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just you just don't have room, huh? I think I think that's above my pay scale. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Polo rearranging. Yeah. Polo rearranging. Redistribution. <laughs> yeah. Shirt redistribution. If, if, I, if I had if I had my way, it would be next to my cubicle, in in a well lit area. <laughs> well, Sarah, I I listen. I I know I speak for your dad. We have the utmost faith that when that it won't be long till you're promoted and you can put those polos wherever you want. So, <laughs> and if you don't get promoted someday when you leave, maybe you can tell your boss where to stick the polos. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's right. We get her a big flashlight for Christmas, like that Ooh, you know, yeah. headlamp, headlamp or something. Oh yeah, headlamp, yeah, yeah, like a mountain climbing headlamp. Then there you, you go. And I don't even well, you'll need to have like a whole podcast where I just tell you all the funny, 
like ghost stories of that one time I had I had the paranormal tour because <laughs> it said my, the ghost said my name. I'll just leave it at that. And we'll, we'll have to do another. I know that's what I'm saying. We're gonna do the Halloween, and you're gonna tell us about the Dr. Pepper ghost calling your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have drank the Coke Zero. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, Sarah, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We sure appreciate it and can't wait to see you soon live and in person. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you all for letting me come on. Heck yeah. Love you, bub. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, relative, for tuning in. Okay. Well, we sure hope you guys enjoyed that. Mike and I did. I think you can tell by the how much fun we had with that. So Valentine's Day. So I thought, Mike, since we're the number one edutainment podcast globally, we need, we need to do some, um, education. And so I did a little bit of research about the origins of Valentine's day. Um, I don't have this memorized, so it's going to say, I'm going to read a little bit, but, um, you, you okay if I share this with you? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. So the Catholic church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine or Valentinus or Tinus, Valentinus, all, all of whom were martyred. Interestingly enough, one legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome. When emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families, he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of this decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still, others insist that it was St. Valentine's of Terni, a bishop, who was the true namesake of the holiday. He, too, was beheaded by Claudius outside Rome. So, um, there's some other stories, but just based on those two things, Claudius had an issue with guys named Valentine. Sounds like he killed two of them. (laughs) No matter what they were, whether it's true or not. Yikes. Um, Sounds like a Shakespeare story. What's that? Sounds like a Shakespeare story, but it's, I think this is true. This is kind of scary. Yeah. Well, it's a legend. So maybe it's not true. Other stories suggest Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend, an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter, who visited him during his confinement. Before he before his death, he is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed, From Your Valentine an expression that is still used today. Although the truth behind Valentine legends is murky, the stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and most importantly, romantic figure. By the Middle Ages, perhaps thanks to this reputation, Valentine would become one of the most popular saints in England and France. So I guess there was a real Saint Valentine, Hmm. but really where Valentines came from is to use their word murky. Yeah. Oh, and this Claudius, this this Claudius didn't like him. Yeah. This, and this part of our program is sponsored by the Hallmark card company, (laughs) (laughs) who I think is probably a good, a proponent of, uh, uh, of this holiday, probably more so than any other person business or maybe, the uh, floral industry may support it as well. I think, yeah. So floral and Russell Stover, whoever that guy is, and he the candy guy. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah, or one of them. Mark, they got that's a triad from the pits. But really, that you know, we we have a segment which sometimes we do pet peeves, and as you and I were talking before. I don't really have a pet peeve about Valentine's day. Um, except that it kind of is a little bit of peeves me that we have a Valentine's day. Like it's, it's manufactured romance, like go get a card, get some candy or something. We should be doing that more than just once a year. I'm guessing. Yeah. I know my, 
enjoys it more than once a year. But yeah, my Valentine, my my Valentine doesn't doesn't enjoy flowers. Um, so that takes you know one of the equations or one of the potential gifts off the you know off the table. So then it leaves chocolate and or you know. <laughs> she's more shiny variety. She likes the, yeah. you know, uh, something you can buy at Zales or something. I don't know. But anyway, she likes those things, which is to so me what? hurts even more. So, but anyway. Well, and I think that's kind of, I think that's typical, right? Um, especially if she's been married longer, the level of gift goes up. So what's, what's her issue with flowers? I mean, is there an issue or just? Yeah, I think it's just. Like them. I think it's just a value issue. You know, like it's like I think she would like a pair of socks, and this is. I'm not trying to really to be funny. It's just the fact that a pair of socks that she can remember. Oh, I got these for Valentine's from Mike. And okay, and by the way, relatives, I didn't. I do not get Terry socks, <laughs> but this is a, <laughs> this is strictly a. Uh, trying to explain uh, story. a story yeah so anyway she would appreciate the socks because she could say oh my feet are warm mike gave these she could remember the time when i did give those whereas flowers they're we know they're probably going to die and you know they're it's only yeah. for a time period whereas a gift that kind of in a sense keeps on giving is many times where she sees the value. So anyway, and I appreciate that actually, because I'm kind of of the same um, bend. I do enjoy things that, especially from a gift uh, right. receipt perspective, the ones that, you know, can continue to be used that aren't necessarily, um, you know. So anyway, so I think I appreciate that, but sometimes it yeah. becomes a little costly. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And just to reiterate, neither Mike nor I are advocating socks for your wife for Valentine's Day. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I want to put that disclaimer out. We'll be out of business soon. Um, yeah, so my my Valentine likes flowers. Um, but that brings up another question I have. It's not really a pet peeve, but why are the gifts around Valentine's Day ones that you give the female in the relationship like when you think of valentine's day gifts you think of cards candy flowers maybe jewelry what why is there not like hey get your valentine the 24 inch blade chainsaw or you know that 30 yeah. horsepower weed whacker right yeah yeah these are so. questions these are questions i cannot answer i this, this is <laughs> this stuff was set in place way way before <laughs> yeah well what was claudius thinking that's why i believe that's why he probably killed valentine's because he's thinking hey you're only making this for the girls yeah um i think claudius thought, probably I mean, not, had, claudius had probably been married a long time and he was <laughs> he was a bitter a bitter guy in fact, I'm probably my nickname may become Claudius. I don't know, but anyway. But it, I will say this, and I, you know, maybe from Claudius's perspective, and I did to be honest with you, I didn't listen to the, all the story, but, but but you know, Claudius the, killed Saint Valentine's. Well, I know he but, killed two Saint Valentines. Yeah, but my the to me, it's a little cheesy sometimes to buy, you know, if the expectation is to buy a gift. And then, you know, the, then it's like, oh, I did this for my wife or whatever. That sometimes I just want to, you know, I want to be Claudius at that moment. And this, you know, the guy that's trotting around being, you know, Mr. St. Valentine, I wouldn't mind beheading them at a, on occasion, you know, being so uppity <laughs> that they, you know, oh. that, that they bought into the whole, you know, I'm like, be, be kind and whatever to your wife all the time. Don't necessarily, don't, don't make it about, um, which I'm, by, by the way, I'm not, 
uh, as hopefully you guys <laughs> have heard in past podcasts, uh, I'm I'm the worst at this, but um, I think it's my bitterness for St. Valentine's <laughs> over yeah. or sometimes goes into uh, my bitterness toward others. So anyway, which is not necessarily a pleasant deal. <laughs> so, um, so what you, okay. So what would be your advice? So if, so if your advice to young, a young man, I mean, you've done this 30 years. Yeah. Well, probably a little more. Or just marriage. In general. Yeah. In general. In general. What would you. I think. And dad told me this one time and, and, and you, we could do a whole podcast just on this advice. And that is marriage isn't 50, 50. It only works if you both give a hundred percent and expect nothing in return. And that I do not, I do not achieve that by any means. Yeah, because I I'm always expecting something in return, um, unfortunately. But um, you know, I think I think not only is that good advice, it's it's actually you know even biblical about considering your wife and others more important than yourself um, or the needs of others, and that's probably at a high level. If you can do that or work towards that, I think everything's going to be good. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, and because I, I, I guess a side note to that is, you know, we've had discussions about Terry and I have about um, people that end up at some point saying, "Hey, we don't want to do this anymore." So this would be the Valentine crush, <laughs> the, you know, but the. But the interesting thing about that is that there was a time when those two people said in front of somebody, probably, that they would go to bat for them, they would die for them, they would do whatever. And at some point, and so you're like, yeah, things change, I get that. But to me, it's that um, um, at some point, probably someone started giving 80% and the other one was not giving any or 20% or whatever. And so therefore, um, you know, two roads diverged and, you know, so. Well, I think, I think the power of that advice is, is not necessarily, I mean, the giving is important, but it's the no expectation. Like that's where I think people, I mean, you can, you can serve your spouse and make him or her the most, the happiest person in the world, but it means nothing if you're doing that saying, okay, I'm going to do this. If then they, if in response, they do this for me yeah. or fill this need or whatever. It's the, it's really the, give a hundred, take zero. The taking the zero is the critical part of that to yeah. me. Or expecting zero for sure. Yeah. 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 And and the funny thing is the, the dichotomy or whatever, I don't know what the right word is, but the ironic thing of it is if you're both doing that, like think of what that marriage looks like that, yeah. you know, then, then, then everybody's needs, whatever they may be, are being met pretty completely. So that'd be my advice. If you can work towards that and work towards it, if you're given zero, I mean, giving a hundred, just work the, the hard parts, working on the expecting zero or taking zero, I think. Yeah. That'd be my, my advice. Well, I don't know that mine, my advice, I think would align with that to some degree. I don't know. I'll, I'll throw it out there and then you kind of, you can chew on it for a little bit, but my thought about marriage and not specifically Valentine's day, but that it's, 
um, relationships, it, it's a moving target that, you know, the expectations change really rapidly. You have kids and those things pull people and um, those dynamics occur and, you know, just life comes and many times, you know, one day what is an expect, you know, an expectation that you're trying to meet is not, you know, is not the expectation the next day. Um, you know, I, I always tell this funny story that, you know, that you have to deposit, you know, I think there was a book written talking about, you know, everything that you do for your spouse, you're making these love deposits that, you know, and, you know, you do, you wash the dishes and therefore that's a love deposit or whatever. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, maybe a great thing to strive for, but, you know, my kind of argument toward that, not argument, but my, um, I don't know, kind of thought about that is that if the banker is your wife, how much that deposit actually is, you know, I'm thinking that it's a hundred dollar deposit by washing the dishes, but in reality, it's about a 25 cent deposit. And you're thinking, Hey, I'm going to make a $75 withdrawal this evening to go play golf. But all you've got in the bank's 25 cents because you wash the dishes. So to me, you know, the, ah. the banker, the teller, all the jobs related to the bank are sometimes by the spouse. And then so, so that's where it becomes this moving target aspect of where you don't really know many times where you stand in relation to your, um, um, so my advice because of that, and I think that's hopefully everyone can agree to this to some degree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this may be when people turn the podcast off, but anyway, the, uh, but that if it's a moving target, you just have to shoot, you have to shoot at something. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. It's really not necessarily if I'm thinking about the dishes with regard to the amount that I'm depositing, I'm thinking about what I'm getting back. But if you just, you know, but the fact that I'm just doing it because it's a need, that's the shooting part. You just got to shoot. You just, you know, whether the target's moving or not, just shoot, you know? Yeah. Well, a couple of things come to mind on that. I, I agree with you. And I think that one of the things I've learned in my 30 years is that it's easy for me to get upset when expectation, my expectations aren't met, but nine times out of 10, my wife doesn't know what those expectations are. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, um, so one of the things I've learned is try to, communicate those expectations and it's even more important um for the ladies to communicate with the guys because i think god gave women this you know women's intuition sixth sense whatever we don't have that and we can't read minds and the excuse is if i tell you then it doesn't mean as much I'm here to tell you as a lo loving relative that if you don't tell me, I won't do it. I don't know. I, I can't read your mind. Right. And I'll be happy to do it. And I would do it lovingly. But you've got to communicate with me. And that's one of the things I've learned over 30 years is that I don't, if, if I don't know, and I can't, I can't, I don't read between the lines, you know, I'm very, a, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. You're very, uh, black and white uh, maybe, or yeah. Um, if you say to me, gosh, isn't that our grass is sure getting long. I don't take that as you need to go mow the grass. I'm like, you know what? It is getting long. You All don't, you gotta do is say, you don't get that. Oh my gosh. I, I read into the fact that I need to go, you know, <laughs> cut the that neighbors a little easier. Out. Yeah. Okay. But you say, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I like, and, and Jacqueline probably um, for the relatives is Trey's wife and Terry is my wife and Terry is not short on <laughs> words. She, she will use her words. So she has no problem communicating 
but I will say this, I, I'm like you in the fact that um, um, she can communicate sometimes, but my ability and want to listen is, <laughs> is sometimes diminished, whether that's um, selective hearing and or just complete deafness. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. I mean, like the differences in our wives, like there's there's differences. There are certain things. Well, I'll give you an example. Terry doesn't like flowers, but Jacqueline does like flowers. I mean, if I could give guys <clears throat> advice, another piece of advice would be figure out what your wife likes. Don't make fun of it. Don't belittle it. Just serve her with however she likes. If she likes foot rubs, flowers, I feel for you guys who, if they like jewelry, <laughs> I guess get a better paying job. You know, yeah. do whatever it takes. Give a hundred, take zero. Do like, do like I did. Start a GoFundMe account to keep me out of the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Side note. I didn't read the whole story, but did you hear there's a lady that put glue on her head yeah. to keep we're, her hair and then like is suing or getting a GoFundMe to sue the company? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, which it was wasn't it Gorilla Glue? Yeah, she put yeah to glue to glue uh, hair down or hair down place. or something. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh, our country. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's another side note of just craziness. But yeah, yeah, because it's probably not listed on the bottle that you shouldn't use it um, as hair gel. As yeah, hair gel or to stick hair to hair. Or, you know, because I think it was maybe some applying extensions or something. I don't, I don't know. Because I think it, I didn't read it from what the guys at the work today were saying that um, for a couple of days it was a. She was saying it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then all of a sudden, um, it became. Maybe they she tried to wash it out, and I, if. If I'm not mistaken, Gorilla Glue just becomes a problem once you tried to, you know, wash it, wash out, it out. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Well, you know. it definitely would work for the short term. Yeah. Well, maybe for the long term. But um, <laughs> all right. So um, upcoming podcast, we've got feelers out. We had a few, few people that have said they would join us. Um, don't want to give any of them away. I want to surprise you, but um, we'll be coming up with um, some new guests. If you want to be on the show, if you want to comment, you go to our Facebook page, Relative Truth Podcast Facebook page. We have an email, Relative Truth Podcast at Gmail. Um, you can comment on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. Please like and share. We found out that helps us. Yeah, um, that's a good thing. If you Right. Enjoy, yeah, because then that will apparently give you a notification when we release a new pod, uh, no, a new episode. So that that definitely helps us as well. And we just love the feedback. That's another. I mean, um, any, you know, for anything that you have to say, whether it's um, you guys are idiots or whatever, I I kind of like the fact that you know if we get under your skin or yeah, I, I mean. I don't hope we do that, but needless to say, I, um, we're glad you guys are listening. So, um, we challenge you to think in addition to being edutained. Well then, you know, that's yeah. a good thing. We, well, we tick got, you off. Yeah. So that's just, all right. just hang around. We'll, we'll hopefully in the next one, make you laugh. That's the, or hopefully we're relatives. We're not always, yeah, we're not perfect. We're always happy with your relatives. Yeah. <laughs> As a yeah. company not included, I'm always happy with my my brother. Um, all right, so Mike, any any last minute thoughts? I've got a good quote to wrap us up. Any last minute thoughts on our uh, Valentine's Day special? I don't think so. No, I think um, I think we left it all out there on the field today. <laughs> Thank goodness for Sarah, because this would have been like a 15-minute podcast, Mike and Trey talking about romantic things. Okay, well, that was that was quick. All right, so um, I'll we're leave balanced, you guys with... 
Well, huh? We're the we're the uh, handbook for like Valentine's for dummies. That's that would be our that's the, the quote of our podcast. <laughs> dummies talking about Valentine's. Anyway, whatever you do, just if you're a guy or take your significant other out, go out with your significant other, have a good time, give a hundred, take zero, and know that life's going to come at you and the the target changes. Just keep keep shooting um but michael scott from the office the office manager said this would i rather be feared or loved well that's easy both i want people to be afraid of how much they love me and i think that (laughs) (laughs) that says it all for both mike and i um we want you guys to be afraid of how much you love the Relative Truth podcast. So, all right, Mike. Um, We've got to give a last-minute shout-out to our long-suffering sponsor, Hargrove Crop Insurance. We really right. thank you all for all your support. <laughs> yeah. So when is, like, the busy time of the year for them? Like, I guess right before you plant? I don't or is know. It, are they just busy all the time? I don't know. I if Amy will listen to this or one of their office workers, hopefully we'll get some idea, but I know it seems like they're busy all the time, but I know there's kind of a downtime. Maybe that's when the crops are growing, but yeah, I know there are times when um, Amy just disappears and she works into the night. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I think cause they also do, they only, they do crop, but then they also do um, ranch land kind of, uh, drought type insurance. Oh yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of all the time and that's, uh, or they can maybe write those policies or whatever it's called all the time. So anyway, I don't, I don't think they really have much of a downtime. Well, drought insurance and Snyder's like hurricane insurance in Galveston. That's kind of a, yeah, it's coming sometime. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Again, relatives, thanks for listening. My name's Trey McWilliams. And I'm Mike McWilliams. Thanks for listening to the Relative Truth Podcast. We'll see you guys on down the road. Yep.